In 2012 in London, a group met in protest of the 2012 Olympics, and they decided to have their own event that they called the Fatty Olympics. Um, this was in protest of you know the, the normalization of being fit or thin or all these things, and so they did some kind of athletic events that were meant to sort of mirror or mock the actual Olympics. And you've been seeing a rise. I mean, that was, you know, 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. There's been a rise in terms of talk about body shaming or body positivity or fat shaming, all these things. And all of this stems from what's known as fat studies. This is not a title that I came up with. Mm -hmm. This is what, you know, again, the Academy came up with, but we're going to look today at one of these critical theories, which is called fat studies. So, this is what makes these kinds of events possible. And for many of us, this will seem like one of the strangest of the critical theories mm -hmm. because we're not as used to this as we are the, the more sexual or, or racial you know, critical theories. Yeah. But um, this one is actually, I think, very important and, and it's gonna have increasing importance in coming years. It's how do we respond to physical health and is it oppressive to encourage people to be healthy, basically. So. Right. We'll, we'll look first at just defining this, and then we'll compare it with what the Bible teaches. So how do we define yeah. uh, fat studies? Yeah, so fat studies basically can be summarized as it's a branch of intersectional scholarship or studies that basically seeks to portray obese people as an oppressed group. So just like um, people... With that are trans or black or women or so just another added another category to the oppressed group and so okay. basically negative perceptions of obesity basically seeing it as a problem in any way is called fat phobia so just kind of similar as um, basically any talk against homosexuality is homophobia mm -hmm. basically saying anything against obesity is fat phobia. So interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah, any, any negative kind of thoughts about this is a problem needs to be fixed yeah. is a bad thing. And, and obviously there's uh there's very extreme examples of this, but the shift started to happen a while back where it, we kind of moved from talking about obesity as the results of personal choice to talking about it more as like an ailment or a sickness, almost like a disease mm -hmm. that needed to be cured. And so that, that mind sh mindset shift happened a while back, right? Where it was, right. It was considered hateful or, or rude or whatever to imply in any way that someone's choices could help to fix that. But now we've moved even beyond that to even saying right. it's a problem at all is offensive. So don't dare say that, but definitely don't dare say you could through exercise and diet overcome this and change who you are or how you, you know, how your body works. So it's really interesting how that that's changed. Yeah. So, I mean, basically this movement is denigrating or like devaluing what even science teaches about the effects of obesity, the fact that it has, there's significant health concerns with obesity and basically replaces those claims about what's, what is reality with their perspective as what is the truth. And so they perceive that as an obese person, there's nothing wrong with that. And so if you yeah. saying that there is a problem with it is oppressive because I'm obese and I think it's fine. So yeah, oppressing me. Interesting. Very interesting. So yes, yeah, so people are, are discouraged right, from having any sort of negative bias or perception of obesity itself. So, okay. So how, how should Christians 
respond to this ideology? Um, are, is this, are they right in this? How do we push back against this and, and correct this viewpoint? Yeah, so, I mean, this, this one's fairly clear. It's basically making one point that uh, obesity is... Negative perceptions of obesity are socially constructed, and it's, it's not actually problematic in any way, yeah. and that is mistaken. Um, obesity is a problem that should be addressed, um, and we can show that scientifically speaking, but also biblically speaking. So maybe we could take a so, look so at that. So it's kind of two core yeah. problems, right? One yeah. is trying to define something that's unhealthy as healthy, yeah. so inverting that truth, and the other would be trying to remove any sort of responsibility from a person exactly. to, to care for their body and to take care about diet and exercise. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So those are kind of the twin problems that are both obviously contradicted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Common sense wise. And then also in God's word. Yeah. So let's look a little bit at scientifically. What's the scientific consensus yeah. on obesity? So, I mean, the scientific consensus is that obesity is a major health concern. Uh, I was looking at the world health organization. They say that in 2017, over 4 million people died due to obesity, basically. It's related to chronic cardiovascular diseases, it's which is the leading cause of death globally. And it's actually also associated with uh, increased rates of diabetes and multiple cancers. Yeah. So that's just, obviously there's more probably that could be said about that, but that's just a picture of the fact that in reality, obesity, even according to medical science, has negative Problem. It has problems for yeah. your health, and it puts you at risk of various diseases and death. I feel like one example we have of maybe <clears throat> under the surface this this fat theory shaping how we deal with you know uh, with issues in our world was COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like we knew early on that like maybe the number one other than age, the number one risk factor was being obese, mm-hmm. and so the encouragement should have been like get diet and exercise, and instead we chose to keep everyone in hiding for yeah. I mean months on end in California. So, yeah, it was kind of kind of crazy that we couldn't just and a lot of those those perspectives were kind of silenced or banned or just kind of ignored altogether of mm-hmm. like we should be talking all the time about get healthy food, right? Like eat vegetables, like go for a run, get some sunlight, like all these right. things that were healthy and instead we did the opposite of all of that. Right. Yeah, so I mean this even Cuz you don't want to be mean. You don't want to be opp- oppressive, right? And Yeah, harmful. so I mean it's understandable that someone who is obese and the truth is that it is problematic for their health. Obviously it's hard to say something difficult like that to someone who's struggling with that because it, it's also hard to do the dieting and the exercise to work against that. And so it's understandable why people would be afraid to actually be willing to speak the truth to someone in that way. Yeah. That's good. Um, So what about, so that's scientifically, what about biblically speaking? So, uh, biblically speaking, the Bible has a lot to say about our bodies being valuable. And so there's this weird notion among a lot of Christians that really all we are is our souls. We leave our bodies behind. They're worthless. And so our bodies don't really matter at all. Yeah, But that would be mistaken because actually we as humans are soul and body. Yeah. When we're resurrected on the last day when Christ returns, we will be resurrected in glorified bodies bodies, our bodies. And so it matters that we take care of our body for that reason. And also because of other passages that talk about the fact that we're temples of the Holy Spirit. So if you look at first Corinthians chapter six, verse 19 and 20, 
It says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? So you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And so the fact that you've been given the Holy Spirit, if you're a Christian, your body's a temple, and you want to adorn that temple in a way that honors the God that you worship with it. Yeah, and so and I preached a sermon on that passage a while back. Yeah, and and called it uh, "Your Body Matters." Yeah, right. That there is a the physical reality of who we are. Obviously, in context, he's talking about sexual sin, but it does right. extend to other aspects of our body that you know, we should right. care for and honor what God has blessed us with. Right, yeah. we should be a good steward of the body that we have, mm-hmm. and we can't we shouldn't mistreat it or abuse it. Yeah. So good. That's good. So we glorify God by caring well for our body yeah. and the Holy Spirit living in our in our body. Um, another principle is just that of overindulgence, mm-hmm. right? Really, what I mean, what Fat Studies seeks to do is to normalize indulgence, right? Being excessive and harmful to your body. And the Bible directly contradicts this in many places, right? Yeah. So we have Proverbs 23, 20 to 21, right? Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and slumber will clothe them with rags. So a lot of this movement is about gluttony Mm -hmm. and making sure that that's seen as a good thing rather than a bad thing and about sloth or about about laziness, about um, overindulgence in terms of comfort as well. Right. Because there are people that overeat and yet still are relatively healthy because they work out so much, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and maybe vice versa. But uh, but overall, this is fat size is undermining something fundamental about what it means to be human, and it's telling us that if you overindulge and if you're lazy, you're going to be happy. And the Bible is so clear that that's not the case. It's not true. Right. Yeah. So with that, that's I think that's reason to reject just this this fundamental principle of fat studies. Um, so we'll just... Yeah. I, w- I would say something else, which is yeah. um, if someone is obese, I don't think you can you can immediately say, well, that person's living in sin or not, mm-hmm. right? So one of the challenges with this is this is one of those sins that it's you're going to... It's going to be visibly uh, obvious, right? In the sense of <clears throat> if you've had a lifestyle of 20 years of overindulgence and you've now spent two years seeking to repent of that and turn away from that, and you've had a lot of progress, it still may not show very much. That's mm-hmm. what's one of the hard things with yeah. this is, um, obviously there are certain things you could say, you know, oh, hey, you know, it seems like you're putting on a lot of weight. Is there a heart issue here? Are you sinning? Very often that's the case. But it's not like you're going to just become fit overnight right. if you're seeking to repent of that sin. So I think it's, it's important we don't necessarily try to, judge people or think that we know everything about the situation right. just by outward appearances. Yeah. But uh, but we should stir each other up to good deeds. That includes how we take care of our bodies. So I hope that we can do that as Christians. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's you and you struggle with this, obviously you know your heart better than I do through the screen. Yeah. Um, but think about this. And if you are given to gluttony and sloth, like this Proverbs passage was saying, you can repent of that. And and God will forgive you. God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross in your place. And he has given you the Holy Spirit to empower you to change. Absolutely. So don't, don't be discouraged. Uh, Even if this is a hard truth to hear, know that God's gracious. And so um, go forth and live your life to glorify God with your body.